Welcome to season three of the Queer Soul Spotlight. I'm your host, Jenny Chapman. I'm queer, non-binary, and a full-time photographer and collector of stories. Every week, I sit down with people from all corners of the queer community and chat about their story and how they're building a life where they can thrive as their most authentic self. Whether you're here to learn or you just need a couple of friends for the next 40 minutes or so, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you everyone for tuning back in. We are about, oh gosh, a little over halfway through season three, which is very exciting. Um, actually, maybe a little bit more. I can't do math. That's fine. I have a degree in musical theater. I can only count from five to eight. Today we have a very... <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, today I'm super excited. We have Ash. Um, they're so cool. They uh, are... I don't know. You get to tell me all the different things about you. Um, and we're going to jump right in. I don't know a lot about you, which I'm super excited to learn more about you as we talk, but we've spoken on uh, in the Instagram DMs and I'm excited to, to hear more about your story. So hi, welcome. Introduce yourself. Um, we know your name, but give us pronouns uh, and any identities that you would like to share. Howdy. Thank you for having me. I am so honored. Um, I actually, one of my friends was like, you should totally go on this podcast. So, Who? Um, Abby, actually, you just recorded with her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Great. I love it. Um, I use it in pronouns. Um, I'm, I don't really care for the label, to be honest, when it comes Great. to like gender fluid, but you know, if it helps people understand more gender fluid is usually what I go by. Um, and then I, I guess bisexual is the best way to describe the sexuality, if that helps anything, cool. but queer is also really great. Um, I love that word. We love an umbrella term. Mm -hmm. I actually had, um, I posted a TikTok recently about how just, just empowering straight cis people to ask questions respectfully, because I feel like there's so many people that come across really ignorant because of where they live or like generational shit that they just don't have access to queer people and they are so prioritizing not wanting to be offensive that they never actually learn and get the information. And I was just like, hey, like if you have questions and you actually want to like learn, most queer people are super excited to answer those questions as long as you're being respectful. And someone asked, why do people use queer as a label when there's all the like mini ones? And I have an answer for that, but I would love if you spoke to that. Why why queer fits you so well as more of a, a umbrella term, why that feels homey to you? Oh, it, well, for a number of reasons, um, partially because like, what was that one quote? I don't remember who said it, but it's like changes are only constant. So I don't really have a feel for what's going to happen within like the next three hours. I can't predict anything. And so if I feel a certain way, queer is always something that does seem to stay constant because it moves around with me, which is really nice. Um, I also just feel like as much as gender fluid or like bisexual may be able to like pinpoint exactly what it is, it still gives people like a sense of privacy if they don't really feel like going into specifics or if they, you know, because some people do like to keep that separate and kind of for themselves. And I think and that's really lovely frankly, too. Frankly, it's not everybody's business there unless that's something you really want to share. Like ultimately the only people that really, really need to be knowing are people that you're hypothetically trying to sleep with mm -hmm. like you don't need to know like what is your preference like hi nice to meet you ash what is your preference in sexual partner like that's such a weird mm. thing to open with right it is and, 
and and you don't owe that to anybody. So I think that you really encompassed it very nicely that it moves around with you regardless of fluidity and what what other labels you may feel uh, represent you at any given time. Queer's always going to apply. And I think that's really the essence of it. And honestly, as someone who loves like, I mean, okay, undiagnosed autistic, but also like... I mean, if you diagnosed yourself, I mean... True. You're right. You're so right. I don't validate myself. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not a medical professional, but quite honestly, I would trust yourself and other autistic people to diagnose you before I would trust a random medical professional. So that sweet, sweet peer review, am I right, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. So as a undiagnosed oh, diagnosed autistic. It yeah. sounds so nice to the ears. It's it's a very nice, like, I don't know. It it stimulates my ears in a nice way. So I like it. It feels nice. It does feel nice. That's a good word. Um, let's travel backwards a little bit. Um, tell me a little bit about your childhood. Um, your your how did you get to be here? Anything that you want to share in terms of like your own self discovery and and maybe even things looking back that you're like, haha, that's very gay. Um, anything like that that sort of gives us a little bit of a spark notes to how you got to be here today. Um, a lot of my friends know I have kind of like a gold mine of that shit. It's really funny. <laughs> Please. Um, the first one, if we're going to go back chronologically, the first thing is that I majored in like gender studies in college. Oh, Abby can tell you a lot about that. It's kind of that's funny. That's a gay degree. It's a, it's extremely gay. People will be like, oh, what did you major in in college? I'll be like, being gay and queer. Um, I hope that helps. And people are like, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, be fucking yeah. sexy, I guess. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Like, do you think I know how to like work in a in a corporate job? No, I'm, I'll figure it out obviously because I have to survive that way. But um, going backwards even further, it was just like people would use she her with me, and I think people started noticing that I would like have a slight like wince in my face, and they'd be like, "Do you want to try a different set of pronouns?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, you're so right. That's a real. That's a really real suggestion." I wasn't hmm. aware that was something a person could do. <laughs> That's the funny part, because that was kind of like my whole childhood, because I remember like um, Matt, my my boyfriend and I were actually talking about this yesterday because he was like, we like to search up these little questions to ask each other. And he was like, what was the crush that you had on a fictional character? And I realized after a while, I was like, oh, all of these are women. <laughs> this has come up many times on the podcast. Like, I don't know how many episodes you've listened to. There's a set of especially animated characters that all queer people raised and socialized as female had crushes on. It's uh, uh, Spinelli from Recess. It's uh, She Go from Kim Possible. It's, you know, it's, uh, there's, it's the same bitches where you're just like, this girl's so neat. So I wish I could be with, I mean, like her. <laughs> You know, but you know, those. substitute because you're like, wait, no, 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 no. I, I so want to kiss her in a friend way like friends do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was talking to one of my friends about that, too. Um, and I was like, you know, I, I wasn't like in, in my household, we were not terribly affectionate. So I wasn't socialized to understand what exactly was considered like a proper platonic um, sure. affection. And so I was like, oh yeah, my friends kiss me all the time. That's pretty normal, right? And my friend looked at me and she was like, they what? And I was like, is it not normal to just be affectionate with your friends? She's like, well, it is, but what do you mean they would kiss you? And I was like, 
I don't know. I mean, like, it would just be on the cheek and the hand. And she's like, Ash, what is wrong with you? <laughs> hmm. That is very different. That is very gay. You know, maybe you should look into that. And I was like, oh, maybe I should. <laughs> That's so funny. Who were your characters, That your fictional characters? Oh, shit. You know, the funniest one is Mulan, obviously, partially oh, of because of the Asian-American experience. I thought that mm. was the only reason. And I was like, no, I kind of like that she can do the, the like, boy thing. I was like, Ash, what the fuck do you mean the boy thing? Do you want to elaborate? I was like, nope. And then just went on for 10 years to not talk about it. <laughs> and then I shoved it down deep and never thought of it again. Until Thank it poked you. its ugly little head out and decided to say, actually, oh we should God. deal with it. <laughs> Non-binary yeah. icon Mulan. Oh, yeah. Or, like, I think some people said trans man, and I was like, ooh, sure. that hits nice. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that makes uh, – Shang is his name, right? That makes Shang a bi icon because he's like, oh, oh this guy's – why am I attracted to this guy? That's so weird. <laughs> In, like, a, a, I'm going to kiss him like a bro would. Yeah, it's like a, you know, <laughs> rushing home to kiss homies on the lips or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what regular guys do, I think. I I mean I don't know. I just I, I wouldn't know. Guys. I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a regular guy. I wouldn't either. I don't really know <laughs> what they do. People talk about men all the time on online, and I'm still kind of confused, to be honest. <laughs> it's the thing is, I think it's we're reading way too much detail into it, and I think it is actually so simple. Like I think, really? I think it's just they're just there, and they're happy to be there. And I think that we are so used to, especially as autistic people, like understanding that everything has all these layers of nuance and you're saying words, but the neurotypical people don't actually mean the words they're saying. It means other things. And you have to like peel back the layers to like comprehend what is happening and how you should respond. And I think actual cis men are the opposite of that. I really think, I think they're just there. That's kind of nice. I, wish like I, I, do I don't I don't think there's a game to be played. Obviously, some guys are like playing around playing games, but like it's so simple that you can actually figure it out. Cause they're just there. Maybe I should ask Matt more about this. I've always wondered about it, but do some research. Do some research, circle back to me, tell me what you find. We'll do. We'll do. Thank I'm you pretty, for I'm pretty sure I think we're just like looking for this like hidden message, and there is simply not one. <laughs> we like, do tend to do that, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Survival instincts. Oh they don't my go God. No, That's real. That's really, <laughs> really real. Oh my God. So your friends were kind of like, hey, you know, would you like to try on some new pronouns? And you were like, ah, actually, that'll be pretty cool. Um, how has it been for you? Like, obviously you have a boyfriend and, and you present fairly feminine I wouldn't say that you're like girly pop very 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 femme but like you have long hair people can't see you right now um and and (laughs) so I am describing you um has it I'm not gonna you know put words in your mouth but like how has that been where you're pretty I mean I don't know what Matt looks like but you're gonna be perceived as a straight cis couple Yeah, it kind of, you know, it's kind of nice because it feels a little bit like a protection layer because people can't say shit, basically. They'll just be like, oh, it's just this this couple. And it's like, 
you ever used your eyes just a little bit longer and looked at these two people to notice that they're definitely not straight? Like, it's bi for bi. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. I think he's fine with it. B for B? Yeah, B for B, basically. Um, But, uh, I mean, it's kind of nice because, you know, you get to, like, switch it on and off. Because with the autism aspect, it's like you switch on the mask. It helps the separation. Mm-hmm. So I'll use like she, her, for instance, in like school aspects or at home or like in a corporate setting, you know, people are like, oh yeah, that's a she, her. I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. No, you turn around and you go, where? Where? Yeah, exactly. That TikTok sound is so good. <laughs> I love that one. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of funny though, because if it were outside of like most places, I prefer to dress like what people have called grandpa core. <laughs> sure, sure. It's so comfy. I mean, how could I not? The texture is so much better. That reads fairly androgynous as well, which it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you, you, you can't lose. <laughs> Which is great. I love it. And it's like, you know, once I dyed my hair blonde, um, just to give you more description, once I yes, dyed my sure. hair blonde, it's just like, if we've watched Howl's Moving Castle, you know, how he's mm-hmm. just a little like, you know, sprinkle, sprinkle. Oh, like, yeah, no. That was Definitely. a good feeling. It was nice. It yeah. felt really good to be diagnosed by TikTok filters as Howl in those like Ghibli characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was lovely. It's, oh, I just hit this. It was lovely. Okay. It was like a... <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, it's that's the gender euphoria of like oh okay spicy but I get what you mean we're like in some circumstances being read as cishet is um really nice because it's just safe and you don't have to worry about it and you can go about your life but you know I think queer people and non-cis people in particular can clock really easily like I'm looking at you I if you told me you were straight and cis, I would be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give them some time. And and I think that's sort of the joy of it, right? Where it's like with people you need to be safe from, they won't see it. But the people that you don't need to worry about are a hundred percent gonna see it immediately. And you're just gonna be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very queer. Thank you. <laughs> Abby and I were talking about that too because we actually used to be college roommates, so we would oh, live cool. together. And she would just be like, "Ash, are you are you sh- are you sure?" And I'd be like, "What do you mean? What are you talking about?" It's <laughs> like she's like, "You know, I'm gonna just let you figure it out." That's so funny. It was it's great. Um, I think even beforehand, like when I was figuring out just like the sexuality aspect, a lot of my friends were just like, "You know, you keep saying you're just a straight ally, but like." yeah that was Mm -hmm. funny um I remember like the first time this eight-year-old girl I think no this was in kindergarten some girl was like what is um like who do you have a crush on and I was like the fuck is that (laughs) what is the crush and she was like it's like when you like a boy and I was like I've never thought about a boy in my life. What are you talking about? I've never even perceived a boy. Is there? Is the boy in the room with us? That's what I said. Because we were, it was sitting like, we were sitting in one of those, like, it was like, you know, when little girls have those ritual circles? Yes. Yeah. We were sitting in one of those. And I was like, why right. are we talking about them? What, we're all here. What's, yeah. what's the connection? She was like, what, do you guys like anyone? I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm six, dude. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Who would you like to enter into, cons- in, into a consensual sexual relationship with? Kindergarten friends. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Which, I thought honestly, we were scared, just like, what? <laughs> what are the words that you're saying? Um, no, which very much honestly comes from 
sexualization from parents of like, oh, you have a little boyfriend or like, oh, he's going to be a heartbreaker. And it's like, why are you dressing up your baby as like a heartbreaker? He can't even say anything. It's a potato that poops. (laughs) A cute potato, but like, (laughs) holy crap, man. That has always confused me as well, because I know people, you know, are now, like, dressing up their kids in a very stylish way. And it's like, yeah, you can let them be stylish, but, like, I feel like crop tops when they're eight is a little... Yeah, it's too much. We keep... Okay, my fiancé and I keep seeing... We don't think they're sexy, but, like, sexy children. Oh, come on. We're, like, they're very much dressed in stuff that, like, we honestly wouldn't even wear in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, Like... At the airport. I'm like, first of all, who who feels that they need to be hot for the airport? I'm going to wear my grout fit. I'm going to wear my most comfortable walking shoes. Like, it, there's probably not a bra to be found. And these, like, little tweenies are showing up in their, like, very, very tight bandeau bras. And they're, like, very, very tight little itty-bitty shorts that are underwear. And I'm like, what if... Who, why do you need to do that? And it obviously looks super incongruous because it's a super sexy outfit on a super not sexy literal child. And you're like, why, why does that come in your size? See, that's a good question. Is really the question. Why are we making booty shorts and super crappy crop tops for fifth graders? Honestly, it starts even younger. Like, I've seen, like, those, like, baby clothes. And I'm like, hmm, that's, you just, I'm pretty sure you popped that thing out of your cooter, like, maybe a couple months ago. Like, what? what is she going to do? Time for a night out on the town. She's got to find. (laughs) It's time to go. (laughs) It's It's time to go. go. It's time to find a partner right now. It's like, can we go back to the medieval ages where we get married at 14? Because you're going to die by the time you're 20. You got to get going. It's like, (laughs) And just like, and like ladies man onesies. Mm -mm. And it's like, how many, how many committed girlfriends does your infant have? And then for some reason, the parent thinks it's okay to be like, oh no, he only has side pieces. And you're like, excuse me? What? This person's like 10. (laughs) Not even, he's literally one. Like my six, my six month old is gonna go out (laughs) cruising for a hot date. Like that's just so creepy to me. Oh, and they say romance is dead. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! It really it starts in the womb, man. It starts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I don't like it. Um, I'm all for self expression and wearing what you want. But holy shit! Uh, some of these kids are wearing crazy shit. Uh, yeah, and I get tired of the people who keep saying it's like an anti feminism thing, specifically to be like, no, children should not no, no, be no. wearing sexy things. This is more about a protection thing. We we know about how bad it can get out there I don't yeah. know why we're not helping out with that you're making yeah. it worse the anti-feminism thing is is women who are honestly anybody but especially women of an age where they can consent to things legally should be able to dress the way they want that doesn't apply <laughs> to eight-year-olds oh my god anyway Keep gotta go. Legal. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I gotta go to the mall and get a Paw Patrol, you know, little crappie toppy. 
for my for my newborn because I know they can stunt that fit. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Anyway, um, I love that you have so many things looking back that you're just like, haha, queer. Um, <laughs> there's so many. There's so many. And also the like just giving people time, being like, oh, you're straight. Okay. I'll circle back. That's really how it was, honestly, in... I went to... Everyone knows this. I went to college for musical theater. Another very gay degree. (laughs) Another very gay degree. And uh, my school's, like, motto was a pack a day or gay by May, Um, which basically meant that by the time you graduated, you were going to be a chain smoker, queer, or both, uh, guaranteed. And... uh, it was very interesting because I was primed with this, right? And fresh out of high school, you show up for your freshman year and all the guys in the musical theater program minus maybe two, all the guys in my class were like, oh yeah, we're straight. And all of us just kind of went, uh-huh. And gave them some time. And quite honestly, thinking back, I don't think a single one of them is straight now. Oops. I wonder I wonder how that happened. I've just I never don't know. heard of that before. Sweetie, you're in a musical theater BFA program. What are you what, what are, are you, are you doing? About? What do you There's mean? no way. But yeah, so we all just gave him a few years and then we were all fruity by the time we graduated. <laughs> Honestly doing our best. Um what how are you well first of all, how old are you? Uh 23. Sorry, I didn't think about that. That's an age. We're in the phase of our lives. I'm 28, where you're just sort of like, how how old am I? It's all the 20 ages that, like, don't matter that much. The Mm. middle ages. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, Super weird age to be. How are you post-college sort of... I mean, you live at home, but, like, how are you sort of building... Yeah, big thumbs up. Um, (laughs) How are you starting to cultivate a life for yourself where you can actually like thrive and do shit on your own terms like especially for I know a lot of younger people listen like what has really worked for you and what what maybe hasn't worked as well for you as you start you know building from the ground up what is going to be your life going off and living on your own uh you know I currently um like (laughs) There, there are a couple of things that I like to acknowledge here. I am personally very privileged in the sense that, like, my parents allow me to live here and, like, not charge me rent, for instance. Or, like, um, let's see. The, the one thing I would recommend is, like, trust your gut, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do something, please go do it. Don't waste your time on a degree if you don't want it. Don't waste your time on trying to get a job in corporate just because you think that's the only way to be successful. Um, granted that should be taken with a grain of salt because a lot of us still do have to do side hustles. I'm partially still doing art just because it's like a, I love it, but it's also a way to make, um, a little extra cash. And like, I'm going into a master's program next year, so I cannot afford an apartment. (laughs) No. Where do you live? Uh, I'm in Minnesota. Oh, Uh, cool. Yeah. So that's, Um, um, yeah. That's so real. No, I feel you. Um, what kind of art do you do? Um, so I make jewelry, um, which is really fun and dandy, except there's like, it's probably one of the most expensive. That's not true. All art is very expensive when it yes. comes to the equipment, but like, it is ex- like, it's another very expensive art form because you've got like 
metals for my particular medium and then like stones for instance or like if you want to wrap other stuff since it's called wire wrapping mm-hmm. um you have to get a bunch of this bullshit and like make it <laughs> and then people are like can I give you five dollars I'm like I would rather die thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little necklace I'm sure it wasn't that hard it wasn't gonna cost that much okay you could go to Joanne's it. and buy some wire yourself <sighs> and see how it goes <laughs> If Don't you talk think, to me about it. That's so real. It's like, if you think, if when people haggle prices with you, it's the like, if you think it's so easy, you do it. You don't have to pay me to do it. You do it. Have a good time. Bye. <laughs> Hooray. Um, what do you think we head into some rapid fire? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Um, what is your favorite podcast at the moment, aside from this one, which is obviously your number one first choice? I actually don't listen to podcasts. Um, what? Pretend I didn't even say that. What is another piece of media, like a movie or like a TV show or like a band that you think people should go consume? Um, I feel like if you like a not too harsh kind of, I guess it's kind of rock-esque. It's a little bit sad if you listen to the lyrics too hard, but it's nice to just put on in the background. Pine Grove is a lovely band. I don't know if it's really that famous. I don't check the Spotify views or anything whatever it's called, but it's like, I like it. And I've been listening to them a lot. Beautiful. I love it. Um, I will go check them out. That seems sort of up my alley. What is your go-to comfort food right now? Oh shit. Um, you know, I really depends on what I'm feeling. If I miss Shanghai, then I will probably go for like a wonton soup, um, with our homemade wontons. Shit's delicious, immaculate chef's kiss. (laughs) (laughs) that sounds incredible um what is your favorite thing about yourself right now it can be invisible or something physical if you think of something physical you have to say it because there's no vanity here and I will bully you into saying it that's fair we love the aggressive uh positivity in this house yeah (laughs) fuck you like yourself (laughs) (laughs) fuck you love yourself no no neutrality here um I (laughs) I like that I am uh I don't know how to word this. I guess I like that I'm thinking more about the environment um, instead of just like what is more self-serving. Not in the sense that like I was, I don't think I was particularly selfish before, but now I'm thinking even more about like, okay, but this is going to impact the environment. So maybe I'll consume in a different way or a different place and being more conscious of that. So it's being uh, mindful of your impact on the planet. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a lovely thing that everyone should have a little bit more of, quite <laughs> frankly. Um, yeah, it is hard. Um, where can people find you? Where can people pay you good, actual, um, fair amounts of money for your jewelry? Where? How can how can we interact with you on the internet? So currently, I just have a Instagram at the moment. I'm setting mm-hmm. up a shop, still trying to test out which places are, you know, cost effective. Uh, not Shopify, Etsy. Not Etsy. Don't go to Etsy. They scammed me. Um, and also yeah. Shopify. Don't do Shopify if you can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to find some other places. Um, but mostly Instagram for now. And I'll probably be setting up a Shopify soon. Or not Shopify. Some shop soon. And then um, just a little teaser. There is a little autumn collection I'm hoping to come out with. Very exciting. What's what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Wired Nostalgia. Cool. I'll put it in the show notes so everyone can go check it out. Nostalgia, I know how to spell. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really doing my best. 
thank you so much for being here. I'm really, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm glad that you took the time and actually get to put like a face to the name in my DMs. <laughs> thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. And it was really fun listening to all the episodes. Oh yeah. So fun oh, that makes me so glad. It's, you know, you just got to hang out and you have a couple friends for 30, 40 minutes. That's what, that's all it's meant to be. Oh yes, it's great. I love Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for being here. Say bye to everyone. Let's say bye. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.